All right. Good evening, 412 Ministry. We're glad you could be here with us today. Uh, another night of online communication, right? It is Wednesday before Easter, so I want to take this chance to wish you all a happy Easter a little early. I, I personally am already into the, into the feeling of it, so I, what I did was I took it upon myself to come up here to church and hide some Easter eggs. I hit about two dozen of them, and I did it... Now, they're, they're, unfortunately, they're real eggs, and I, I realized that after they, hit, they were hidden, and I don't remember where I put them, except for they, the focus was near Thad's office and in that general area. Now, I stayed away from the youth children's wing. I stayed away from the sanctuary, and I stayed away from anywhere my wife sits because well, she scares me a little bit when she gets mad. So I stayed away from that, but I would say church staff... Um, you probably want to start looking because they're going to get to smelling pretty soon. I would, I would certainly search near Thad's office, in Thad's office. I mean, don't be afraid to look above the ceiling, in the little air vents, stuff like that, under the seat, maybe taped. I don't know. Take a look. They're hidden all over the place. Good luck. Good hunting. I hope you find them all. All right? We, we, want to, we wanted to take a minute. I, I thought about putting a picture on the screen because we miss you guys, right? But then I realized, well, that picture may scare people off. So I, I thought I'd take just a minute and recognize maybe a group, a group of you, right? So I'm going to recognize what I'm calling the ballers, the ballers out there. Those, that's the, the soccer players, the football players, the track guys and girls. You got basketball folks, all of those. I think, I think Lane and Harrison are in, even into some of that competitive ice dancing, whatever it is. So we're just including all of you ballers, um, and we want to say, we get this is a difficult time for you ballers to be stuck inside. But don't let that quench that fire that you have for whatever sports you're doing, okay? What, what you can do is, look, if you're, if you're a softball player, take that bat, take that ball, go into the living room, it's pretty big, and swing away, swing away. Look, during this time, a lot of people are doing home projects. So this is a good time to accidentally on purpose tear down a wall. You know, will, will your parents be upset? It's possibly. Is it a load-bearing wall? Maybe. But you won't know those things until you try it. So I'm just saying, just get in there and go at it. If you're a soccer player, the dining room usually has a bigger window that you can kind of focus on that being the goal to shoot at, right? So that you can put that ball right through it. I, I don't know. If you're a football player, this is a perfect time to practice form tackling on your little brother or sister. You follow where I'm going with this? If Lane and Harrison, a little bit tougher for that competitive ice dancing. I, the only thing I could think of was just go stand like in front of the refrigerator, freezer, open those doors and just stand there for hours, staring aimlessly into the freezer. I know you'll do it. I trust you. So that's the only kind of thing I can think to do. Uh, it, it's probably not a good idea. And I'm, in fact, I'm getting, my phone's blowing up. I'm getting texts saying that the church does not condone necessarily condone what I'm saying, and they don't want to be held liable for you following ridiculous ideas. But look, you need to ask your parents. I wouldn't ask mama. Mama's going to say no. The dad probably, so he might go with it because dads, we don't really, we don't think things through. We just say, yeah, do it. And then we want to video it. That's, that's how dads are. So don't ask mama, go ask dad. You can probably play sports inside. All right. All right. What else we got? We have got some slides tonight. What, what, 
what this, these slides are going to be about is realization of how this affects everybody in quarantine. And so, so we've put together some slides of who does it really impact. So, for example, me. This is impacting me being quarantined because after I ate all of my snacks in one night, that's how I look. Now, granted, I am adorable, but that's, what, that's how it's impacting me. It affects my wife. My wife has said to numerous people on numerous occasions that being locked, they, they're asking, what is it like to be locked up with your husband all day in the house? And she just says, this must be what heaven's like. And, and I, you know, she's a lucky lady, so I'm going to agree that she's probably, she's probably very happy. But there are some other side effects to this. For example, this was the moment when you're worried about the elderly and realize that you are the elderly. This happened to my wife. Disney, this has impacted Disney big time. If you've been on the news, you've been watching how parts are shut down. But more importantly, Sneezy has been placed in quarantine. This is a sad day. Can you imagine if Sneezy gave Grumpy the COVID-19? Man, scary. Husbands in general, marriage in general, okay, this has been tough. This has been tough. You're locked in a house together. Day two, without sports, found a lady sitting on my couch. Apparently, she's my wife. She seems nice. So see, it can be good. It's not necessarily bad. Here's one I'm really concerned about. The impact on our future, future generations. It was a quiet Monday morning in September 2053 when John awoke with a need to go to the bathroom. To John, this wasn't just any ordinary day. This was the day he would open the last package of toilet paper his parents bought in the year 2020. And let me just say this. All of you hoarders that went out and bought all this toilet paper, I, I have been praying and I'm going to continue to pray that God will bless you uh, with what I call the drizzling squirts. And, and so that you have to use all of that toilet paper really quick. Okay, my wife is just kidding. I'm going to be in trouble on that one. All right, here's another future journey. We thought we'd have flying cars by 2020, but no, here we are teaching people how to wash their hands. I'm in trouble. How to wash their hands. If you don't know how to wash your hands, it's a shame. And I have been to Ponderosa with many of you, youth, and yeah, this has been a good learning event for you. Drivers, drivers. How does it impact drivers? Well, now we have everyone washing their hands correctly. Next week, we're going to work on turn signals. You that have just gotten all of your driving permits and license, turn signals are, are your friend, okay? Gas is finally affordable, and we can't go anywhere. So this has been a big impact on drivers. Texans in general. Here's, here's a good one. Texans. Oh, my goodness. Texans. I love Texans because we're all freaking out about the coronavirus, but, have never he- but they've never hesitated to buy tamales out of the back of a car. It's, that's a true statement. And just in general, everybody, this doesn't really affect homeschoolers or, or Thad Blunt, this next slide, but everybody else it affects because at 8 p.m. is now the official time to remove your day pajamas and put on your night pajamas. Now, homeschoolers and Thad, they were already doing this kind of routine, but the rest of us, it's been a big deal. And then I just threw this in there. What, if you can explain this, Text Luke because this is, this is his ride. I don't understand what he's, going, what's, he's doing with this. But text Luke, ask him what's going on or, or give him some ideas of what you think is happening. So the point here is this quarantine thing is affecting us all. 
but we're going to live through it. We have got to look for the positive things in this. We've got to look for that little ray of sunshine in this little dark period of time, okay? So we got a little video that hopes that I hope will help you understand how to look for the brighter side of things, okay? So take a look. Tunes for the gloom. All right, so things are kind of rough out there right now, but we're going to look on the bright side. For instance, what don't we have too much of? Well, one thing we don't have is lice, lice, baby. That's right. Kind of impossible to get the lice, lice, baby. All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. Yeah, I know that school's out of session. It's tough for your mom and your dad, though, working from home and dealing with the kiddo. Will it ever stop? Uh, I don't know. Not sure how long this thing's gonna go, but to the extreme, even though we are inside, maybe it's time to take a look on the bright side. Rolling down a major road, there is no traffic, you can fly to the snow. Neighbors on the curbside waiting just to say hi. Do you have to stop? I mean, you can just drive by. You can wear sweats because we don't have bosses. We don't have to go to a teacher conference. And another problem that this fixes, check out the hair because there's no nits or ice, ice, baby. No, nah, there's no ice, ice, baby. It's really hard to get the ice, ice, baby. Yep, can't get no ice, ice, baby. Come on, think about it. If you are lice, you are bumming. Cause social distance keeps you from coming into my house. Cause in this instance, you can't jump when we're keeping our distance. Also, kids don't have backpacks. It means they don't have no rotten old snacks. Like a banana? Yeah, that's gross. Or this green and black piece of toast? Okay, let's move on. Wait, what is this? Yo, that's an apple that's turned to a liquid. Okay, I get it, crew, you guys. It's disgusting. It's Take a break. Let's keep moving on. No car line when school's dismissing. None of our water bottles are missing. And another problem that this fixes. Check out the hair because there's no nits or ice, ice, baby. Yeah, can't get none. Ice, ice, baby. Yo, Kim, come in and tell us how you feel about life. Ice, ice, baby. Come represent. Come on. Come on in. Come on in. Yeah. You're back there. You're in your workout gear. You're still looking fly. Aren't you excited that the lice are not in our house? Yeah, lice are terrible. Yeah, can you like nice and close? Ready to go no, right there. I'm done. Freestyle. No, I'm not How do you feel about lice? I no, I'm glad we don't have lice because then I had to burn my house down and then where would I be? We're yeah, in freestyle. No, I'm not gonna freestyle. Come on, I freestyle. I don't freestyle. How do you feel about lice? What happened when we got lice? Uh, I would have put on makeup if I thought I was gonna be on camera. You look um, amazing. Yeah, it's great. Um, last time we got lice. Season. Oh gosh. Oh no. All right, guys. Well, so I hope you can take some encouragement finding the bright side of things even in a, in a tough time. Okay. But let's um, let's step back a minute and let's get serious for a little while. We're going to read some scripture and then we're going to have music and we're going to do our lesson like normal. So uh, let's get our hearts and our minds set on, on worship tonight. So we're going to start with some scripture. We're going to, we're going to read Hebrews 4, uh, verses 12 through 16. So read along with me on the screen or get your Bibles out. We're going to go to Hebrews 4, 12 through 16. And it says, For the word of God is living and powerful 
and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom he must give an account. Seeing then that we, must, that we have a, a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, just Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but who is at all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for another day of just, uh, of just life and a time to worship you, to gather together, even online, that we can, we can, we're still a body of believers. We're still your church. We thank you for that. We thank you for loving us. We just give tonight to you. We pray that uh, the message that uh, Corey pre- pre- presents tonight is, is your word, Lord, and that, um, that we absorb it, we uh, live it, that we, just, we grow closer to you through this. And we thank you for all that you do for us. We thank you for loving us. We thank you that we have a high priest that, that understands us, that knows how the struggles we have, and he can sympathize. We thank you for that. We thank you for our salvation through him. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Hey, guys. Hope you're having a good week. Um, we got a couple songs to sing before Corey comes up to teach, and um, then one after. So if y'all just worship with us.
Thank you. 
Well, hello, hello. Be nice if some of y'all would say hey back. I really haven't been uh, too talkative the last couple of weeks. Haven't had to yell at you. Haven't had to tell y'all to be quiet. I miss it. Yelling at you, not you talking. That's what I miss. All right. So the game plan right now is to kind of dive through um, James chapter 1 and go through the end of James. And um, I'm not sure that we're going to do that. Uh, I know tonight we're going to be in James 1, and we're going to take it verses 1 through 4. But when I kind of originally mapped this out before um, kind of COVID hit, we were supposed to start the book of James in March. Um, not April, what, 8th. So we're behind the eight ball, and um, y'all know my teaching that there's no way I'm gonna get through five chapters in a couple of weeks. It ain't gonna happen. I'm not even gonna try. So I was supposed to get through 15 verses for the first week, and we're gonna get through four. So I don't know what we're gonna do. Um, We're kind of leaving it up to the Holy Spirit's leading. Uh, I don't know if... We'll just go into James, and however far we get is where we get, um, or if we'll hop around, but um, just kind of, I told y'all to read the book of James, because we were going to go through it, and 
We're going to do that tonight. I just don't know how far we're going to make it and if we're going to come back to James or if we're going to wind up somewhere else next week. So, um, But I want you to keep reading the book of James because Scripture says it won't return void. So keep reading, um, keep studying, and uh, we're going to get really entrenched in it tonight. We're going to dive in, uh, and we're going to dive in like head first because that's what James does. So, But before we do, um, let's go to the Lord in some prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray that you would silence me um, over the next 30 minutes. Father, I pray that it would be your words and your words only. Lord, I pray that any words that I would um, produce apart from you would not leave my mouth, or they would not be voiced um, Father, I pray that I would accurately divide your word and that I have done that over the last week in preparation for tonight. Father, I'm thankful for your guidance. Lord, I need it. Father, we need it. Father, I'm thankful for this text here. Um, It is so applicable at all times. So I thank you for that. Lord, and I trust you. Um, with tonight, Lord, I need you tonight. I need you to really um, just use me as a vessel, Father. I just pray that it would be your work and not mine. In your name, I pray, and with all my heart, I love you. Amen. All right, so tonight's title is going to be The Good in the Bad. The Good in the Bad. That's pretty appropriate, I think, right now. I think we're all experiencing bad to some degree some more than others. So a quick introduction. Um, Most people believe that the author of James was James. So cool there. Um, But more specifically, most people kind of agree that it's the half-brother of Jesus Christ, okay? So there's kind of uh, four different Jameses that people um, credit this book being written by, and most people kind of land on James, the half-brother of Jesus Christ. And if this is true, we don't know it to be 100% true, but if this is true, then there are some things to think through. Um, Probably one of the biggest is when you read John 7, verse 5, John 7, verse 5, I'll read it for you real quick. John 7, verse 5. For even his, his being Jesus Christ, for even his brothers did not believe in him. So if this is true, that um, that James, Jesus' half-brother, wrote the book of James, then something's happened. Because John talks about James being one of his brothers, not believing in Jesus Christ. So if this is true, there is a big change that's happened in James' life. Okay, James acknowledges God and Jesus Christ on the same level. We're going to read that here. Verse 1, James, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's not God and then, oh yeah, by the way, this other person, Jesus Christ. No, it's of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is a bondservant of both. Okay, and I think that's key um, for us to see here. All right. 
James speaks of himself not as Jesus' half-brother, but as his bondservant. And I think that is so cool and so weird at the same time. You know, uh, Colby, if you're not watching, shame on you. Um, but Colby is my full brother, okay? He is my full, real brother. cannot believe I just said that on a live stream <laughs> for you to bring back up and watch again. But anyways, Colby is my full brother. And I will tell you right now, I would introduce myself as his brother a lot quicker than I would introduce myself as his bondservant, okay? You won't catch me introducing myself as the bondservant of Colby Cooper. It ain't gonna happen, okay? So I think it's weird but cool how James does this, okay? And, and for us reading this, when we read this term bondservant, um, we may really just quickly keep going to the rest of the book because honestly, um, this right here, it's at the very beginning and you typically don't get a whole lot of meat at the very beginning, but what was it? Uh, I think Pastor Thaddeus reminded me a couple nights ago that just a couple of weeks ago, he said, don't skip the introduction. So we're not going to. But bondservant here is, if you read the Greek, it's the Greek word doulos, and it means slave, Okay, so it's one who gives himself up wholly to another's will. So this is what James is saying is, James, a slave of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, so pretty quickly, James is setting the tone here. He doesn't waste any time diving into this book, diving into this letter at all. No time, no wasted time. All right, and it is believed they were scattered due to persecution. These believers were going through a lot of persecution. So if you've kind of finished verse one, it says, to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, greetings. Okay, so we see here that this book is written to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad. And this scattering happened due to persecution. There was so much persecution going on here that they literally were getting up and leaving their homes, leaving their homelands and dispersing. They were getting as far away as they could. Whatever it took to get out of the persecution, that's what they were doing, okay? So this isn't like a, I'm just unhappy, so I'm gonna move. I mean, this is true persecution that is happening here, okay? It's probably something that we here in the great state of Alabama can't comprehend. Um, so anyways, <clears throat> let's go ahead and read the rest of this, this passage here. We're gonna read it from verse one to verse four. James, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, greetings. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Okay? This term for greetings is a be well, it's to thrive. And so James here literally says, hey, to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, be well, thrive. So the question becomes, how can James say be well and thrive while they're going through so much? I mean, they're literally leaving their homes to get away from persecution, and James's response to that is be well and thrive. Be well and thrive. So, 
we see here in verse 2, my brethren, count it all joy. And guys, I really, this is going to be a pretty heavy duty uh, section because in my opinion, the English doesn't do this passage justice. Um, when you read all these words in the Greek and the tenses and all the stuff that is really just way over my head, um, you get so much more out of this. And so I really wanted to highlight some of these Greek words for us, and there's a lot of them to dive through, a lot more than we typically will on a Wednesday night, but I think it's so crucial for this section. So just bear with me. I've tried to really make the Greek easy on us. Um, don't, don't care about the Greek word itself. Let's just kind of focus on the definitions of them and, uh, and try and piece this together. And then we'll, we'll, at the end, we'll come back around and kind of wrap everything up into this nice present, this nice box, okay? But right now, what I want y'all to know is when we think of counting, I want y'all to think of to lead before the mind. This is a conscious decision, okay? This is a conscious decision, all right? So this counting is not something that just happens accidentally. It's, it's kind of a, you're, you're consciously doing this, okay? James also says, count it all joy when. Okay, and I think it's very important for us as, as believers to understand that these trials, it's not a matter of if, but it's a matter of when. Okay, if you've been a believer for any, any serious period of time, you can raise your hand and go, yeah, trials are coming. They're part of the life part of the walk. And so it's important for us to kind of get that out of the way that this isn't something that may happen in your life. If you're a believer, this will happen. Okay? It will happen. All right, it's the guarantee that the Christian life will be one filled with trials. So when we look at the Greek for fall, what I want us to see is to fall into something that is all around. It's being encompassed. Okay? You're, you're completely encompassed with, with something, okay? with a trial. So this falling is not like a, it's just kind of there. This is like it's around you on all sides. Okay? You're in the middle of this trial, and it, just, it completely surrounds you. So this, isn't, this is not something that you can just get away from. It's not something that you can just kind of step out of, and you're like, okay, well, I'm out of the trial now. No, it's like completely surrounding you. Okay, so it's really important for us to get that, that in this scenario, these trials are completely encompassing us. All right, these trials, it's a state of trial in which God brings his people through adversity in order to encourage and prove their faith and confidence in him. Okay, so what we can conclude in this section, in this verse here, is Make a conscious decision that when trials come, you handle them with joy. They will come. It's not a matter of if. Remember, it's a matter of when. They will be in all shapes, forms, and sizes. Okay, so this isn't a cookie-cutter thing. It's not like a, the trial is going to look the same yesterday as it does today, and it'll look the same tomorrow as it did today and yesterday. That's not how this is. This, these trials are going to be different. Okay, and when they come, they're going to completely surround us. Right, you will be encompassed in these trials. They will surround you. Handle these moments with joy because we know that God is in control. Remember, he has this. He has this. All right, James 1, 3. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. All right, pretty, pretty uh, small verse, right? No, it's to know in a completed sense. 
That is to have knowledge of, okay? So this knowing, it's to have knowledge of. So James is telling these guys, hey, remember, you know, you have this knowledge of this. Remember this, okay? It's, it's, it's meant to be an encouragement. To produce is to work out, okay? To work out. And testing is to prove, okay? Testing is to prove. So I know that, again, in my opinion, when I'm going through and I'm reading this English, I'm going, okay, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, I go, okay, that sounds cool. But when I read it in, in the Greek and how James really intended it, it's we have the knowledge that the testing of our faith will produce patience. This patience is better translated as endurance, okay? So this patience is better translated as endurance, which to me just kind of gives you a little different connotation, um, Patience is one thing, but when I think of to endure, I think of I'm going to be under the gauntlet for a while. This is going to be something that is time-consuming for me. Um, it, to endure something is, it's not something quick and easy. And so it kind of, for me, the word endure puts me in a different mindset. Okay, so this has been better translated as endurance. This production is working out, okay? Requires action. The test is really more of a proving Okay, so the test isn't like a, it's not like the test that I took in high school where I could get the answer wrong and quite often got it wrong. This is like a proving what's already been made right, okay? So we know that the proving of our faith works out endurance, okay? So this proving of our faith, these trials in our life, they work out endurance in us, okay? So over time, what happens is, we have more endurance. We can withstand more. All right? James 1, 4. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Okay? And there is a, well, we'll read the Greek real quick. Perfect, that you may keep yourself unspotted from the world. Unspotted from the world. I don't believe that's teleos. That's a really cool word. Complete um, is expresses the perfection of man before the fall. Okay, so complete here is expresses the perfection of man before the fall. Now, what I want to do is I want to kind of tap the brakes for a second and let's clear the air. It can be really easy to read this and go, but let patient have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And you to read this and go, we're talking about perfection here. We're talking about sinless perfection. And where you could look at that and think that what I would do is caution you and go, remember, we're sinners. There's no such thing as sinless perfection with us, okay? With Jesus Christ, yes, but with us, no. So that's not what this is talking about. We're not talking about a sinless perfection here, okay? The endurance that is produced from verse 3 continues in us to drive us to spiritual maturity, so when we're seeing perfection here, when we're seeing this completion, I want us to think spiritual maturity. The end goal, remember, the end goal is sinless perfection, but that doesn't happen here. That happens when we're standing in the Lord's presence, okay? So when, we, when he's called us home and I'm in his presence, I am now sinless perfect. But until then, I'm sinful, imperfect, okay? So the goal is going to be that, but the road to that point should be this, this gradual incline of spiritual maturity. So that's what we're going to do here. It's, it's, it drives us to spiritual maturity. 
This perfection is not sinlessness. Okay, let me say it again. This perfection is not sinlessness. Okay, so I do not want you thinking that, hey, all you need is some more patience in your life and you'll be perfect. You'll be better, you just won't be perfect. All right, this is impossible here on earth. It does have the idea that we are becoming more like Christ and therefore more mature. This kind of endurance is present in someone that is more mature in their walk. This is meant to encourage us, okay? And I want you to stop and just for a second, I'm gonna take a sip of water and for a second, I want you to think about maybe someone in your life who you would deem you would consider spiritually mature. And when you think about that person, do you see their life illustrating endurance? Do you see that that person tends to be patient? Okay, so just think about that and identify, ask yourself, in person X, are they a patient person? Okay, just think about it. All right, and to kind of wrap this all up for us, James writes this letter to the 12 tribes scattered abroad due to persecution. Okay, he writes this letter to the 12 tribes scattered abroad due to persecution. He immediately tells them to thrive and to count it all joy. And guys, I can't stress that enough that James absolutely out of the gate, just takes his, his hand and just waylays us across the face and is like, guys, thrive, count on all joy. And so one of the questions that I've been asking myself over the last week as I've been studying this is, during this time of COVID-19, have I been thriving? Have I been counting it all joy? I mean, has that been what my life has been like over the last several weeks, maybe months? I mean, have I been thriving and counting it all joy? Not like some of it, not part of it, not the good parts of COVID-19, like, you know, the first two days that I got to stay home, and then after the first two days, I was like, oh, I'm tired of this house. I'm talking about all of it. Have I been counting it all joy? All right, remember, James assures them that the trials will come. And they will be in various ways, all right? Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. He assures them that they know that the proving of their faith produces endurance, all right? They knew this. This is something that he expected them to know. It was a reminder, hey, guys, remember, the proving of your faith produces endurance. All right, he then tells them to let this endurance bring them to spiritual maturity. So don't just stop there. Don't just go, oh yeah, I have this knowledge that um, the proving of my faith will produce endurance in my life, but then it's, hey, allow that endurance to, to take root and to start forming spiritual maturity in your life. All right, he reminds them of the overall goal, and that's to be like Christ. I mean, if you're born again, you're sitting in front of your computer right now, and you've been made alive in Christ, your overall goal, I mean, the, the central theme of your life has got to be to look like Christ. It's got to be like Christ. And so he, he kind of reminds them, hey, guys, remember, the overall goal here is to be like Christ. 
The goal is to be complete, lacking nothing. It's to be acceptable to God, okay? The goal is to be acceptable to God. And this is only true for those of us who are, who are believers in Christ. You must be born again to be acceptable. All right, the only reason I'm acceptable to God is because when God sees Corey, he doesn't see me, he sees his son. And so this all revolves back around to Christ. It's all about Christ. He's the one who saved me. He's the one who I'm supposed to be like. And the, and the more I look like Christ, the closer to spiritual maturity I get, the more mature I am. Okay? So remember, guys, as we're going through the next several weeks, um, what, April 8th to April 30th, so 22 days, over the next 22 days minimally, my encouragement to y'all is to be well. It's to thrive. It's to use this time to have endurance take root in your life, to grow that endurance in your life, and to be more spiritually mature so that you can be more like Christ. Okay, that's my, my encouragement to you. That's my hope. And guys, it's all right here. It's all in his word on how to do it. So read it. Please, please read it. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just come to you and I am so thankful for your word. Father, you did not have to put all of that together, your word, but you did. And Lord, I, I just know that, I mean, this, this particular section, I, I've read and I have studied numerous times. And Father, even over the last week, I mean, you're just teaching me so much, Lord. I mean, you are so great that I, I, mean, I literally could spend all my days learning about you and I still wouldn't even touch the surface of who you are. And so, Father, I'm so thankful that you have given me your word to get to know you, to learn who you are, to learn what you want from me, Father. And I'm so thankful that it's not a read it once and you're done kind of thing, Lord. You created me. You know how there's very few movies I can watch more than once. There's really no other book that I can read more than once. But when it comes to your word, over and over and over again, I can read it and still learn new stuff. Lord, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that you are so much that I can't get you the first 20 times. Father, I pray that we as 412 ministry, as believers, as your children, would be marked with the things that are talked about here in James. Father, that when the world looks to us, the world will see us being well, would see us thriving, would see us counting at all joy, not, not part, not half, not most, but all, all of what's going on, counted all joy. Lord, to forget all the stuff that we think is important and to really just hold you of such value that nothing else matters. Lord, I pray that as these trials, they come and they go and they're different in size and shape and form, Lord, that we would count it all joy. 
Father, because we know it's leading us into a closer relationship with you. Father, I'm thankful. I'm thankful that you are in control of all this, that 2,000 years ago when your son was preparing to be um, sacrificed for me, Lord, that you knew that 2,000 years later that there would be a a virus that was going to go around and be a global pandemic, Lord, and and this has not caught you by surprise. Lord, you were fully aware. Lord, I trust that. I trust you. Father, I do pray that you would keep um, our local body safe, Father, not just 412 ministry, but this church as a whole, Lord, that you would keep us safe and healthy. Lord, I'm looking forward to the day where we can be back in each other's presence physically and and be able to um, worship you in person. Lord, but I'm thankful that we have the technology that we do. Lord, thank you for the men behind uh, the computers right now that are making that possible for us on Sundays and Wednesdays. Father, I'm thankful that um, you have captivated them and that they love you enough to get out in this mess and to do whatever it is that they're doing to make all this work. Father, I'm thankful that you've given them the ability to do that and the desire to serve you in that. Lord, your body is awesome, and it's only that way because you you lead it, you, you control it, Father. Lord, I love you, and I commit these things to you, and I'm so thankful for your truth. Father, I pray that you would find our praise and worship honorable to you. It's in your name, your name I pray, and with all my heart I love you. Amen. Oh 
Before we go, three quick announcements. First, ladies Bible study. Um, they're still doing that. Two, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Fridays, 7 o'clock. So they're going to be going through chapter 5 of Galatians this Friday. So if you want to join them and you're not, if you're not in the loop with, uh, with that whole group, group that's already meeting, reach out to Megan or Amanda for more information. They'd love to have you join. We'd certainly encourage you. Summer retreat. Uh, stuff went out in the mail this past Friday, I think. So if you haven't gotten it, look out for it. If you don't get it, please reach out to Amanda to um, make sure that you're getting all the information that you need. But in general, uh, please contact Amanda or Megan and let them know if you are or you are not planning on going. Let them know either way so that we can get all that uh, figured out on who's, who's available to go. And then lastly, Easter service. So this, Thursday, this Sunday is Easter. And uh, we would just encourage you and ask that you join Pastor Thad uh, for the live broadcast this Sunday, 1030. He's going to be doing a special message for Easter and going to be celebrating the Lord's Supper uh, during the broadcast. So I encourage you to join. So thanks for being with us tonight. Glad you were here. Have a great week.